Another Monday, another circuit breaker triggered, this time 30 seconds into the trading day. Uh, it's another crazy day, folks. But we're going to get through this. Uh, Chief Investment Officer Andy Cross and I just came from a 75-minute live Q&A that we did with Motley Fool members. Uh, so, we just came to the studio, uh, recorded something quick. So, that's what you're going to hear today. And it's brought to you by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on your shortlist of qualified candidates using an online dashboard. Get started today at Indeed.com slash Motley. That's Indeed.com slash Motley. It's Monday, March 16th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. With me in studio today, Chief Investment Officer here at The Motley Fool, it's Andy Cross. Thanks for being here. Absolutely, Chris. Thank you. So, you and I just walked down from the fifth floor, where we did a 75-minute live video Q&A with Motley Fool members. And I just wanted to sort of reflect on that and also what's happening. And for, for I'm assuming most of the dozens of listeners are aware of where we're at right now, but just in case, on Sunday, the Federal Reserve announced interest rates are being cut to zero, buying $700 billion in government and mortgage-backed bonds. And just like a week ago, Monday, 30 seconds into the trading day, the circuit breaker gets triggered, the market tanks, and I'm I'm looking for signs of solace out there. One for me personally is the banks appear to be in better shape than they were when the market was melting down in 2008, 2009. True. But there is just so much red out there. And you're starting to see, Chris, more and more announcements from companies that are doing, getting, trying to get ahead of the COVID-19 spread. You're seeing some from governments. I just saw that um, there's some agreement uh, in uh, New York and New Jersey, I think it was, to, to halt dining out. So, you're hearing more and more from government officials. Clearly, you're hearing from the Fed. Chairman Powell gave a. They 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 ramped up. They they sped up the meeting of the Fed. They were supposed to meet Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. They canceled that and they met over the weekend. They made a decision to cut the rates by 100 basis points. And now this is the fastest drop we've seen in not just stocks, but fastest drop we've seen in in the Fed funds rate I think ever. So it's 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 dramatic. It's uncertain. There's a lot of um, volatility out there in in all markets, um, not just stocks. But you're seeing in the treasury market, you're seeing in the in the cash markets, you're seeing in the commercial paper markets. So investors are looking for signs of assurance out there. And for long-term investors like us at the Motley Fool, uh, I continue to anchor to this fact that we're trying to own businesses that we think over the next five years, ten years are going to be the ones that are going to not just um, survive but thrive. They're going to take market share. They're they're run by capable, talented people. They're in very good spots. Their balance sheets are in good, attractive shapes to be able to weather this. But 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 they'll be disrupted. They will be. Their businesses will be challenged. All of our businesses will. No one's going to be. Spared by this in the U.S. and around the globe, so um, trying to investors trying to understand the right mindset and right perspective is really important in days like this. What we saw in two thousand eight, two thousand nine was, uh, in terms of the the banks melting down, the market dropping. That happened over a seven to eight month period. Yeah. And part of what is challenging right now for investors is the speed with which 
this is happening. And so, because of that, there are big, important questions being asked that have not yet been answered. Things like, is there going to be a bailout, yeah. whether it's of the just the airline industry or something larger for travel and hospitality, as restaurants are being told to shut down operations, yeah. do they need some sort of bailout? And I think that's what makes this tricky right now. You're right, Chris. The old line, the market hates uncertainty, and I wrote a piece that says, well, markets may hate uncertainty, but investors shouldn't necessarily shy away from that, because that obviously that volatility, especially in a market that is so driven by algorithmic trading and by short-term, just a, a, a curse of short-term myopic thinking and, and actions, Gives it long-term investors and individual investors like us the ability to make decisions that others don't make or can't make. So uh, that's that. That isn't a typical normal market that I invest in and like to think about. And even now, that's the approach I take. But it's even more difficult because not just what we're seeing in the uncertainty with the markets, but just in our personal lives. Our schools are closed. My wife is home with our kids. I got to run home after this to, to to help set up the at-home school for three weeks. You know that we're not at least three weeks that we're not necessarily prepared for. We did some prep over the weekend, so there's a lot of of disruption in all of our lives. And I think that's driving a lot of the fear. And then, of course, we have the real, very real impact that we actually, if we're not in a recession now, we might we might go into one. Now, stocks are forward thinking. And forward-looking, I should say. I'm sorry, forward-looking, and they 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 often um, react before that the official kind of recession numbers hit. So I'm not saying that that we um, are in one now necessarily, but it's looking more and more that's a, that's a higher likely case. I think there's the, the 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 recent numbers I saw were somewhere in the neighborhood of you know 65 to 80 percent of the chance that that we will hit a recession at some point um, this year. So uh, I think markets are all digesting this news. And we're seeing the massive volatility of down 4%, back up 9%, down 10%. Um, circuit breakers get triggered that we haven't seen get triggered in, in um, uh, years, if ever. And um, markets are down uh, on a daily basis in ways that uh, most investors who have never invested before, um, or just consumers have experienced in, um, in uh, before. So, we're, this is really new. And the last thing I'll say is that that we are truly in this together because because we're investors with our members and with our readers and with our listeners who also are following our advice and um, and so we we are feeling that with you. And certainly, as we've said constantly, if you're looking at money that you need in the next two to three years, it should not be in the stock market. That being said, there are a lot of folks out there who are looking at the market. They are trying to be opportunistic. They've got a little mm-hmm. cash to deploy. So, let me get to a couple of the themes that we just went through with our members and the questions that we were getting, and we can touch on them briefly here. One broad type of question that we got was about either specific stocks or specific industries that have been knocked down. Mm-hmm. People looking at something that they were looking at, by the way, six, eight weeks ago and thinking, I might buy shares of that, and now it's 40% cheaper. How do people mm-hmm. make that determination? Because when it comes to things like, and, and I'll just mention two specific industries that got, uh, we got questions about repeatedly, airlines and cruise lines. Mm-hmm. And I look at both of those and I just think, 
not now with the airlines for me personally. Yeah. They're certainly better run than they were a decade ago. And the cruise lines, I think, uh, I think some of the cruise lines might be depending on what happens with federal intervention. Some of those cruise lines might go under. Yeah, and there'll probably have to be some mergers, and there's be there'll be some M and A merger and acquisition activity in a lot of these businesses. But um, I'll, I'll, there's there's the um, the consideration of what happens at the um, federal side to support all businesses, but especially those ones that are that are really so much more uh, disrupted. Whether you're um, and and mostly that is when I think about that, I think about it from the from the travel and leisure sector. Uh, but also on the financial sector. So we'll see. Like we mentioned before, the financial, the banks are better capitalized than they than they were in 2008. That's great to see. Uh, hopefully that 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 lasts. The way that I've been thinking about this, Chris, is um, I heard an analyst today talking about. Um, no one's now talking about all these great themes that we've talked about over the past couple of years. No one's talking about like the cloud theme, and no one's talking about. Um, uh, the maybe five G and no one. So we're not talk right now. We're not talking about the businesses and what is going to drive growth and where innovation is going to come from. We're all talking about ten percent down in the stock market. We're all talking about the curves of COVID nineteen, and we're all talking about whether the government's doing a good job or not, and what the Fed is doing with rates. Those are all important things, but we're not talking about the bigger picture. And during times like this, I didn't make this point on the on our talk, and I should have. During times like this, our time frame and our perspective shrinks. It's human nature to do that because we're thinking about survival. And from an investor side, the way that from an investor perspective, the way that we invest, that's very dangerous to do because it may it may it may um, make you make bad decisions. And we want to really constantly um, fight that, which is why we continue to talk about those businesses that, when I look at three, five, ten years, are going to be the ones that are going to be able to take market share, are going to be able to grow revenues, grow cash flows, and that continues to be in those those areas that we like this like so much. So it's it's technology, it's consumer growth, um, consumer. It's it's maybe even some healthcare. There there are lots of healthcare stocks that are just really um, beaten up um, in the large cap and the small cap space that that. Um, through the coronavirus, will probably do okay um, as we come out on the other side. But in the near term, it's going to be it's going to be difficult. Another broad category of question we got uh, uh, is related to the interest rate cut. Some people asking, "What is this going to do for housing, mortgage rates?" And oh, by the way, should I refinance my mortgage? Yeah. And then uh, other people asking, "What does this do to bonds?" And should I be looking at bonds at all? So, on the mortgage front and the housing front, it is very interesting because we've seen mortgage rates not follow the the drop of the federal funds rate per se. I don't know where they are today or where they where they're getting quoted today, but we saw a little uptick in mortgage rates over the past week, I think. So. Uh, there's undoubtedly been a lot of activity in the mortgage refi market, and a lot of interest in people refining their mortgage. You have maybe a, a rate that's in the you know four to five percent range, maybe if you're if you're up there to, to refi even a little bit to get some um, to to uh, improve your your mortgage payment. What is interesting to think through though is. Uh, our house that we buy for so many of us is our largest purchase. It's our largest capital commitment. It's our largest outlay. So, in a market of um, perhaps unemployment increasing, 
perhaps not understanding where my next paycheck may come from. Um, there, you're going to see concern. You're going to see worries about people forking over the capital and making the commitment to buy a house, whether it's a new new house or or um, or to buy an existing house. So I expect to see those numbers drop, and I think you'll see. And that's why you're seeing stocks like um, Redfin and and Zillow um, f- fall dramatically, even though mortgage rates are going to are going to come down. Home builders got crushed last week, and there's a lot of high there's um, a couple of high quality ones out there, including NVR, that I think we like across um, the full. So uh, you. Could see some continued um, uh, pressures on those businesses because people just don't want to spend. So that was that's that's the mortgage on the, on, on the housing side, and the other one was on Treasury and bonds funds. I think if you if if you're closer to retirement, having more conservative investments is a natural way to think, and we hope everyone kind of follows that advice. Um, so not necessarily get out of stocks altogether because we are living longer um, than ever before. So uh, and 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 um, bonds and bond funds tend not to. Earn as much as they as they used to with rates this low, so I think it's I think it's still smart that you can have some money allocated in that area if you're close to retirement. But um, but uh, don't use as an oppor- this as an opportunity to sell all of your equities and get all into um, either cash or, or bonds. Um, the the all or nothing moves I think are dangerous ones. You don't want dangerous ones. You want to watch out for. When it comes to hiring, you don't have time to waste. You need help getting to your short list of qualified candidates fast. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. And when you need to hire fast, accelerate your results with sponsored jobs. New users can try it for free at Indeed.com. That's Indeed.com. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Offer valid through March 31st, 2020. Again, post your job today at indeed.com slash motley and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. That's indeed.com slash motley. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Offer valid through March 31st, 2020. Two things before we wrap up, and then I'll let you go. Um, how important is any given company's balance sheet in an environment like that? Because we got a lot of questions from members about small, upstart, growth potential companies that at the moment are not profitable. So that's one. And then, second, just broadly, without naming specific companies, where do you find your eyes gravitating towards as you look for opportunities? The balance sheets are more important than ever um, before. So, uh, and I, I haven't checked just because markets are moving so dramatically. But if if healthier balance sheets are outlasting um, um, crappy balance sheets, um, for lack of a better word, uh, certainly in the energy space, you're seeing a lot of concern with what's happening with the the shale plays, um, the specific drillers, because they're so. Levered, especially the small ones, have become so levered, and they may not. They need to refinance that debt over the next uh, a couple years, um, next year maybe or so. Uh, so concerns about whether they can, what they will have to pay to refinance that as spreads between the rates that they will have to fork over for that debt and pay for on that debt versus um, the risk-free rates today are really widening. So concerns there. So I would definitely say, or I do say. 
balance sheets and financial stability matter more so than ever before. That doesn't mean you necessarily only have to go large caps, Chris. Like there are there are small caps out there or mid caps out there that are that have very good balance sheets that longer term have attractive growth rates for their businesses. All of that that we've talked about um, before. So um, I would much prefer to invest in those kind of businesses in a time like this. So do pay attention to the balance sheets. Um, uh, and and in particular, look for companies that have more more cash than debt on the balance sheets. And there's another part to the question: in industries. Ter- just broadly, where do you find yourself looking? I was well. I would stay away from those ones we've talked about the most. Don't don't try to um, catch the falling knife at this point. Um, I just don't think it's worth it, and certainly don't think about it as like these um, uh, these trading positions or or making moves in, in the short term nature. I think mean, I think that could be very dangerous for most investors. For 99 percent out there, longer term, I continue to look at the technology space. Continue to be excited to add some um, uh, consumer facing ones. Any business that I think, when I look at, I truly try to take this five-year perspective, and I say, will this business um, not only be around, but over the next few years, um, be able to to sustain its growth rates? Yes, they'll all be disrupted over the next quarter or two, maybe even the year. But when I look at a business like um, um, MasterCard, um, Market Access, which I've talked about before, um, uh, a tech company like Zscaler, which is a small cap company that's been really hidden now, trade. Oh, so many of these businesses are trading near their 52-week low. Um, that that utilize technology, and they embrace technology. If not, they actually support it in technology, because that continues to be the way that um, that we're going to as consumers, what we will be doing. And you have prices that are 30, 20, 30, 40 percent cheaper than they were, you know, a few months ago. So use it as an opportunity to add to those um, attractive growth opportunities. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Floor. The show's mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.